All right, another week, another podcast coming to you live. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't say it last week. Oh my gosh, it's not live. It's live to us, but not to them. Why have you been saying it too? I don't know. I guess because when we used to do, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, I'm listen. I'm coming off of vacation, so I'm still trying to get in the groove of things yeah. this week. And you're extremely you like, tan. Thank you. I tried. No, even with these white Nikes <laughs> that I'm just obsessed with, my Nike blazers. They're awesome, and you are so tan. Well, it happened on vacation because my brother-in-law's pretty much had an intervention, and we're like, we don't like, and they call them my space shoes because they're just really chunky white shoes. Do you know who started that? Who? Jason Roten called them space, space shoes, shoes one time. Yeah. yeah, and then I just I'm like I I own it. I'm like I love my space shoes and so they were like you need new shoes and so i bought some nike blazers the the short ones not the high top ones yeah but i'm obsessed i love them they're great they're awesome and i want to copy you so but are you sad that you're off a vacation i am but i'm not so i will say this with a 16 month it is called a trip it is not called a vacation. <laughs> Naya was just in a different form. She was. She Our, was like oh. so clingy to Alicia and she wouldn't go to anybody else. Yeah. So those memes that I've seen, like, so Jay, uh, Jaylee, my six-year-old, I, I would see these memes on Instagram, like your children, what your soul and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. I understand now. Yep. Anaya's like that. Like it's a whole different ball game. And only on vacation though. Yeah. Like when we get back home, know, she was fine like going downstairs with me. Every time I'd walk in the room, <laughs> she would like cling to you, being like, Don't let this lady take me. Like she didn't know you. Exactly. I was like, I don't know, I don't know who you are, child. But yeah, yeah, I don't know what was up with that. So I I think every parent listening totally knows what I mean. That when you take your kids, it's called a trip, it's not a vacation. So um But did but, you have like a favorite moment in vacation? I think seeing Jaylee see the Lincoln Memorial oh, yeah. and just her sheer excitement walking up those steps because she's, she's obsessed, obsessed with Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. So for her to see that, and we've got to pull the footage off of that GoPro, yeah. but I think that was my favorite moment. Yeah. That was. And then Anaya running to the beach for the first time. So both oh. of those, because I mean, we took her last May, but what was she, five months yeah, old? She so she didn't, remember, yeah. yeah. So this was really cool just seeing her, and she had no fear. She loved it. Both of my kids love the beach, love the sand, but it's just a lot of work because, you know, Anaya has no fear. And Jaylee has no fear. Was Jaylee can swim, but not like for those kind of swells. Yeah, like they were. I they mean, were oh. the the um, the current was so strong. Unreal. But yeah, that was that was very intense. Yeah, it is. It's. It, it, I I don't even know how to explain it because I went out with everybody and um, we could not. We could not. It was like you're drifting. Yeah, like no. our dad would say, we 100 percent were. We oh, just yeah. had to start. You can't at one, fight it. No, you can't. I started getting tired at one point, and kind of panicked, <laughs> and my brother-in-law Gardo was like, "You can't be brave during this. Like, if you start to get tired, you need to go back. Don't yes. try to fight it." And no. I was like, "I'm going back." Yeah, I wish I would have had my Apple Watch on so I could have seen. Oh, so. you probably burned so many calories. I think so. Oh. Um, well, this segway segues perfectly into what I want to discuss today. So, what I want to talk about today actually got sparked by. Um, the devotion that I was reading. Um, So you know that I've mentioned it before. We will link it again. New Morning Mercies by Paul Tripp, my favorite devotional I have ever read in my life. I'm telling you, I'm 43 years old. Since the moment I could read, I've been doing some type of (laughs) devotional. So that is a lot of flipping years, okay? And so I want to talk about strength is a delusion because, you know, and even talking about the waves, like you can look and think, oh, I'm totally fine, yeah. you know, and you get out there, but you're delusional because you're, right. you're not, you know what I mean? 
And um, I want to read a little bit from his actual, um, I could literally do a podcast every week just off of his devotionals would be powerful. But I'm going to read this one. um, And I'm going to start in the beginning. It says, I don't know about you, but I tend to not uh, like being weak. Okay, everybody, their hands raised. Okay. I don't enjoy physical or spiritual weakness. I want to be right, strong, able, and in control. That is like me to a T. (laughs) I don't want to feel like I'm not up to a challenge. I don't want to be confused or unready. I don't want to feel unqualified for the task at hand. I don't want to be the one who is keeping things from getting done or is holding others back. I don't like it when it seems that there are things I should know that I don't know. That is one of my I like I can like bullcrap my way through stuff. <laughs> I don't want to look back at situations with regret, wishing that I had a stronger resolve and the power to follow through. I don't want to stare failure in the face. I don't want to let myself or others down. I don't want to have a track record that I want to have a track record that I'm proud of. I don't find weakness to be very comfortable. So I was thinking about the strength is a delusion. And, you know, we know in the word of God that in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, we know that when Paul says that he's speaking, that grace is all you need and that God's power works best in weakness. And he goes, so now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. We know this scripture. Oh, in in my weakness, he is made strong. Mm -hmm. And we'll say that only in moments where it's like we can't help our weakness, but I don't know if we're running after or championing weakness, if you know what I'm saying. Right. So let me say it this way. So I was looking up delusion is an inability to distinguish between what is real and what only seems to be real, often as a result of a disordered state of mind. I immediately thought of James 1.8 when it says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Yeah. Because I was thinking to myself, strength is a delusion in the fact of how come as Christians and, uh, and because I mean, that's the majority of people that we are speaking to. If you're not, you know, then I'm awesome. You found the podcast. We'll help you get saved and know Jesus. But, um, in our Christian walk and our Christian faith, I feel like that we think it's necessary to prove our spirituality, Mm -hmm. to prove how strong we are in the Lord, um, to prove how much we know of God, and I'm looking at the scripture and I'm looking at all this. And I love the way that Paul Tripp in the book says this. This means that your weakness is not the great danger to you that you think it is. Rather, the great danger is your delusion of strength. Because if you think you're strong, then you don't seek the help that you desperately need from the one who is the ultimate source of strength of every kind. Yeah. The ultimate source, you don't seek the help from the one. So this is what I realized. In an area where I think I've got this, I no longer come to God with it. Yeah, 100%. So how many areas in our life? It doesn't mean that there aren't areas that I I, I can feel confident in. Mm-hmm. But my confidence, one, has to come from God. Yeah. I mean, it should. That's yeah. what the Bible tells me. And I, I love 2 Corinthians 6 says this, six and seven, we prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth, but as God's power is working in us. How do I keep myself in a place where God's power is always working in me? It's my ability to say, God, hear our weaknesses. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we hear a lot 
here at the church, or I've even looked at a lot of reviews on Google. Um, and side note, please leave us a review for the podcast. We need those. We love them. So, and you can follow us. I guess it's not subscribe anymore. Did you know that? What? Yeah. I was totally confused. So I guess on podcast now it's you follow. Oh. Yeah. That's what I just saw on iTunes. So I don't know. Maybe it's different on Spotify, but if you will follow or subscribe, whatever, whatever wording you like and leave us a review, we would love that. Um, what was I saying though before? Something about uh, you were looking at reviews or yes, okay, yeah. from the church, and a lot of people kept saying authenticity, genuine, and I realized like so we were gone for two weeks, and two of our staff members preached for us, and each each person that preached preached in an area that they had both discussed with me or Brian before that had been a weakness in their area, in their life before. Do you know why the messages were so powerful? Because they had the ability to say, oh, this can be a a weakness of mine. Right. But now because I gave this to God, there has to be an exchange. Yeah. And I don't know if, if, if we're doing the exchange. Right. I think for the most part of why we're so scared of failure is we think that it's just, it's like the worst thing that could possibly happen to us. And for me, like as someone who creates, I, I have to become comfortable with failure because my first ideas I've noticed do not work out. They do not pan out. (laughs) And now I've almost said to myself, like, I almost have to fail a few times before I get what I want. I almost have to figure out what doesn't work before I realize what does work. And it made me, I was thinking about this this morning. It, I used to be really big into painting when I was younger. Um, oh, yeah. Not so much now. I do more procreate art and stuff. But oh, in you the guys, yeah. paint is so many different stuff. Yeah. Landscape paintings were like my favorite to do. And my mom was the one who taught me how to paint. And she would kind of go through the steps of like, okay, you need to layer the background of the sky. And sometimes the sky is going to kind of mesh in with where your ground's going to be, but that's okay. Then you're going to layer the ground. Then if you're going to do the grass, you want to do shadows here and there before you put the grass there. Then you're going to put the tree there, but then you're not going to put the full tree. You're just going to do the outline of it. And she was like, you're going to get to a point where it's the awkward stage where nothing looks right and nothing looks good, but you need to keep going. Yeah. I think a lot of times we get to the awkward stage in our life of what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish. And we bail out. We're like, this doesn't look like the finished product. Like I would always, I pretty much would always copy someone else's work because that's how I learned how to paint. And I'm like, this does not look like how they painted it (laughs) at all. But it was like, if I stop there, then yeah, that's failure if you don't keep going. But I was like, you know, I'm going to keep building this, keep working on it. And that's how you get to the end result of what you want to see. And I think so many times that we just let fear grab a hold of us and we never make that final step of let me just complete this. Let's just keep going. This isn't failure. This is just, it doesn't look right yet because it's not supposed to be. Yeah. We're still building something here. And I think we have to own, own our weaknesses, own the areas to say, own, I would say you need to exchange it, you know, and, and in this, he talks about grace and he says that grace exposes how deep your need really is. And then takes you by the hand to where lasting strength can be found. And I think so many times the grace of God is what comes in to say, okay, so here's, you know, so I'll just, I'm, I'm not a theologian, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that first. I'm going to share my opinion. I'm going to make that very clear. This is my opinion. When I was reading in 2 Corinthians, the scriptures before that, Paul talks about a thorn in his side. There are so many different debates about this. This is what I feel. I don't feel that 
it was a sickness because that would not align with God doesn't use sickness to teach people things, you know, and that's something we're going to talk about at some point. Cause I kind of want to dive into, um, Christian beliefs that we've believed that really aren't biblical, yeah. you know? Um, what I really think is, is like, for me, I know that I can easily be judgmental. Right. I would say that is a thorn for me, but where God's grace comes in is when I'm able to admit and I see that, wow, right now I could be being judgmental. What is, what am I doing? I'm noticing that weakness. God can come in and then all of a sudden I have this grace and love for somebody that in my own strength, I would not have, yeah. but because I exchanged it with God and grace is something that I vitally need. And I think a lot of times what we do is we pull on, I think anything, I think we pull on faith, we pull on grace in the moments we think we need it. But here's the point. We should be living from a place of grace. We should yeah. be living from a place of faith, not, oh man, I just faced a situation. This is a good time for me to, oh, I need to, I, I, this is, I, I guess our Christian faith should not be, what are those, you know, where here's a little hammer and if you need to break the glass, you can. I feel yeah. like that's what we're doing with our prayers. We, we have this set up in our room and it's like whenever something bad happens, it's like, okay, now I got to break the glass and get the extinguisher out and and do it instead of I'm living a life that's full of grace. I'm living a life knowing that this is a constant exchange for me to see. And it's not a bad thing that I've got a weakness. This, you know, and I've said this in previous podcasts that, for us as Christians, I don't need to try to prove to God how saved I am. Right. I'm not trying to prove to God how great I am. I'm not trying to prove to God how spiritual I am. What God wants me to do and how I become more spiritual or more mature Christian is my ability to understand how desperately I need God. Yeah. It is the fact that I grow daily in knowing, wow, I can't do any of this without Him. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's getting to that place. It's like, you know, as a worship leader, I remember years and years ago, I was doing a special um, at a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Guts Church, and I was singing there, and I had gotten really sick and just nasal stuff, and I was having a real hard time hitting the high notes that I was <laughs> yeah. getting ready to hit, you know? And I knew before going up there, but I really felt like God was like, I just want you to trust me. I want you to lean in, you know, to me. And I remember singing the song, the Yolanda Adams song, um, Let Us Worship Christ. And there's this huge jump. And and I remember, and it was effortless. I mean, Kat, when I was singing, it was like, it was so easy. And I was like, God, why was that so easy? He said, because you actually relied on me fully this yeah. time. He and said, it's happened so many times after that too. Oh, You'll be sick. You can yes. barely talk. And then you start singing on like a Sunday morning yes. and you're fine. Oh, I've and had then walking you come off pneumonia the stage. and I can't yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been wild. And it's because, but I notice the times where I'm fine, I kind of can lean into my own ability, my yeah. own. Yes. So I have a gift to sing, but where God really moves is in the anointing. Yeah. That's what breaks the yoke. And so when I can realize, here's my weakness is, man, I can really be insecure if there's not a lot of response or I can be insecure if I don't feel like I sound how I should. Like I've learned with me, I don't go back and watch our live streams. I can't right. because I, I'm too hard on myself. What I hear is not what other people hear. Right. So I've learned just lead worship and don't worry. You know, you you just, you know, I mean, people are honest with me. If I was horrible, I feel right. like people that are closest to me would tell me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just leaning in and going, okay, I'm going to be glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. And I saw that with both of our staff people that preached the last two Sundays. They didn't have a problem saying, here's what I've done. Here's right. what I have faced. I didn't know how to rest well, or I could easily hold on to bitterness, or I could I could tally up things, or I could do this. It was like, why? 
they were boasting in the weakness in the sense to allow the power of Christ to then come and work through them, not only in them, but into the people they were ministering to. Right. There's this book called The Way of the Warrior, and it says, oh. uh, never forget that when you own defeat, it can never own you. And mm. that's like a th- phrase I live by. And it's funny because so. my niece, your daughter, yes. Jay, <laughs> she a lot of times will just instantly, like right away, just starts blaming someone else. And I'm like, oh, no, like own, own it. it. Because then it won't own you. And yep. that's, I think, a lot of times, like if we do have a weakness, we're okay with like God knowing about it. But like the rest of the world, we're like, we're just going to hide it. We're going to pretend like we're great. We're fine. Right? And a lot of times it's like, being like, like I am 100% honest that one of my biggest weaknesses is spelling. I cannot spell to save my <laughs> life. Like it is awful. And one of the biggest things I do is I make graphics and I write posts and I do a lot. I make slides. <laughs> you for type church. a lot. <laughs> I do a lot. And last, it was like April was one of the busiest months. And I had like Easter. at least, oh yes. There was a week where I had at least like five or six typos. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is my weakness. Like yeah. God knows, but he still uses my words and he still uses me, even though that is my weakness. And yeah. like, it's for me to be like, this, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm totally fine. Like everything's or great. Or you would allow that to stop you from writing, right. which yeah. would be awful. Right. You know what I mean? Because there yeah. is such a gift and that's where I'm just going to boast even more because in that it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think... I think, you know, we're raised with this phrase, put your best foot forward. And I get that on one end, but on one hand, one end, I can't even talk. I think you're trying to say on one end. (laughs) Yes. But honestly, it's really, what should I be putting forward? Should I be like, God, today, I'm, man, I know I'm not being the best mom or I'm not being the greatest friend or the greatest wife. Like, here's where I'm feeling this way. Come and help me. Yeah. And noticing what God can do and seeing that his grace is... (laughs) His grace is available at all times. And I think we hear grace and think, oh, his grace made it so I could get saved and here I am. And then we don't pull on it anymore. We don't, yeah. we don't go. And here is Paul, one of the greatest apostles of all time, going, I'm going to boast even more. Yeah. Because here's this thorn, and the enemy would love to use it to come against me. But what I'm seeing is that when I boast in this weakness, his power is made even more real in my life. Yeah. And we don't know what that is. Yeah. But again, the way reading it, I don't think it's a sickness. I really feel feel like it was something in his life. You know, for me, I know different weaknesses of mine of insecurity. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, and just if you've listened to any of the last podcasts, I did it. I was on the beach. I did not wear a tank top and I did <laughs> not did wear great. my shorts. So great. this was breaking a fear of almost 13 years over yeah. my life and just being like, this is me. And that was a big deal for me. Maybe you're a guy or girl that deal with that. And I'm telling you, you can't wait for it. Uh, nothing is ever going to feel perfect, a perfect size, a perfect number, a perfect look, nothing. It was just like, I'm going, this is who I am. And I'm going to be comfortable in my own skin because who's told me not to be right. Like, when did I start thinking this wasn't okay? And it's like, I'm still in this journey because I decided coming back, man, I want to be healthy. I want to work out, but I don't want to be on any kind of restrictive diet because I have done that for 20 something years of my life. So right now I'm just, Food is fuel, and I'm just walking out this journey of what that looks like, but I'm not going to live in fear, but I had to own the weakness of what was happening, Yeah, that I have this weakness that I have to be this, or I'm not accepted, or I have to look like this, or I'm not okay, or I have to be this, and it was like, God, I want you to use me to the fullest potential because I'm willing to say, here's what I deal with. You know, if it's for you, if it's bitterness, if it's, man, you can be judgmental, you can be catty, you can be rude, um, you can be insensitive, 
own what it is and bring it before the Lord. Yeah. Like I, I thought you were saying all that stuff was mean. I was like, oh, do I need to work on some no, things? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the people listening, like whatever it is that you're dealing well, with. Well, there are things in there that I do need yes. to deal with. Yes, 100%. But people have got to just, we got we got to quit thinking like God doesn't see it or other right, people don't see it. Right. You know, you know, my husband says this all the time. You need to ask people who like, who's on the other side of you. Like he, in a sense, what he's saying is, do you know who's on the other side of you? You've never been on the other side of receiving something from yourself. So yeah. ask other people how you come off, right. ask other people, how you communicate, ask other people and what they feel to do that. Yes. Then that should tell you something. Yes. Too. You, cause you need to know, like, I wanted to know from people, do you feel like I'm not approachable? Do you feel like this? And I'm mm-hmm. talking about people that know you, right? Don't you go know. up to like random strangers. No, because I mean, they might know. not know. Cause I know random, you know, people who could come to the church for the the first time because on a Sunday morning, that's why I love standing by the door after service. Cause that's when I can really, but my mind, I mean, there's things that, you know, projectors aren't working or the live streams down or something. So right. I can be dealing with a lot of stuff. My child's not going into, you know, class, right. Or whatever. It's like your mind's going through things. I could come off a certain way, but no, the people that truly know you, you know, I, I don't get to say I'm a great wife unless I've actually asked Brian if I'm right. a great wife. You know, yeah. I ask your kids. I mean, I know that they could be young, but, you know, how do you think mommy is? And I remember asking Jay that, and she, and she said, sometimes you get frustrated with me really quickly. And I was like, wow, okay, so that was her perception. So there was something I wanted to work on because of that, because I don't want her to feel that way. Yeah. And with my sisters, same thing. Oh, I feel like if I don't 100% agree with you, is it? and it was like right. learning wow, so I'm extremely opinionated. <laughs> and like he was talking about, I, you know, I don't want to be confused. I don't want to be unready. I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm not right, strong, able, and in control yeah. at all the times. Well, you can't feel that way unless you're leaning into God. And listen, this Christian walk, we don't always know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, it's all we, about letting go of control because we don't really have much of it at have all. None. <laughs> we have none. I mean, I've not had control in <laughs> when I was going to get married. I thought I was going to be 22. It was 29. Oh, gosh. I thought I was going to have kids by the age of 25. It was 38. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like every, oh, nothing yeah. went the way that I planned. I adopted. I thought, you know, I mean, right. there was just, there's just so many things that I never had planned out and ever saw happening. I thought I was going to youth pastor the rest of my life. We're, we're lead pastors and youth pastors, which is kind of funny and weird at yeah. the same time. You just don't know. But. What I do know is the one that I trust is in control. And if I can lean into that, and that's why I have to relinquish control. Only one person can have control. Right. Yeah. You know, when it says a a double-minded man is unstable, if I'm trying to constantly take control, that means God's not in control. Right. And I've got to lean into that and say, okay, God... There's this old song, man, years ago. I don't know if anybody Please is don't like saying Jesus take the wheel. No, okay. it's that one. God is in oh, no. control. Yes. <laughs> he believes in his children. Yep. Will not be no, forsaken. No, we don't have to keep going. We don't have to keep going. <laughs> you gotta look it up. It's awesome. No, no. I had to end on something fun. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was thinking about Jesus take the wheel. And it's like, yes. if we really want Jesus to take the wheel and we're like, wait, no, I want control, you're yanking that wheel. You're gonna Come crash. On. It's gonna it's 100%. not gonna work out. That was this, it's carry on, you know, carry, yeah. uh, carry underwood. Carry what yeah. are you saying? Underwear? Underwood, right? <laughs> yeah. I like all of a sudden started questioning myself. I'm like, <laughs> it did. is underwood. I right? know you guys can't see, but her eyes got just, so like, huge. I'm like, underwood, right? Why does that sound strange? Because it sounds like underwear. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, hope you got something out of today. If you didn't, you know, turn in next week or just go listen to a, a last um, podcast. But. <laughs>
<laughs> man, we just thank you for listening with us. And man, I, I don't, I've never done this, but I'm just going to pray. I feel like yeah. I'm going to pray us out today. God, I just thank you for every person listening today. God, I thank you that we are learning to give you more control, that God, that we are okay with seeing our weaknesses and owning those, God, so that your strength can be made perfect. I pray over every person listening to this podcast. God, I thank you that they are feeling your presence. God, that they are just knowing that you are right there with them and that you have everything under control. And we thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. And don't forget, your best days are ahead. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast today, I'd love for you to rate it, review it, or hey, even subscribe. Thanks so much for listening.